Hello, welcome, greetings. Come on in to this next episode of uh, the recovery series, uh, weekly, weekly content coming out to you on different topics in recovery having to do with uh, recovery from addictions, mental illness, unhealthy attachments, people, places, and things, just general recovery issues uh, that may be of benefit to you. Uh, I'm Dr. Ken Buckle, Texas psychologist, and I'm glad to have you joining us for this uh, episode. Uh, Today's topic is silence, prayer, and meditation, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, Each time we gather, uh, we have a a moment of stillness and quiet, and today we're going to talk about stillness and quiet even more, Uh, but we begin each uh, episode with a, a brief period, just a few seconds of stillness to allow ourselves to let the noise of the world slip away. Uh, that the noise of our distractions, concerns, anxieties, worries, uh, preoccupation with the past, to let these things take a back seat for a moment so that we may focus on this material to allow it to to speak to us in some special way unique to us. Uh, So we'll have this period of stillness and quiet now. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, we call upon you now to join us in this hour in a special way. We ask for your wisdom and healing. Encourage and inspire us with clear thinking, understanding, and truth. And fill us with the deep and satisfying fire of your love. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, So this uh, content comes to you with two options. You can watch on YouTube. Uh, If you search up Grazia Plena, Dr. Ken, I think you'll be able to find these videos on our YouTube channel. Um, And you can also, if you prefer podcast, if you just like the audio only portion, uh, maybe listen as you drive to work or something else, um, you can find the audio podcasts on uh, it's called Encounter with Dr. Ken, and uh, this is on several different podcast platforms, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, uh, and I understand there's, a, there's another platform. Uh, I'll have to look into that, see what that is. Uh, it must be spreading because we're doing more of these. So uh, anyway, you have those two options. So last episode... Uh, We looked at courage and recovery. That was our topic. If you're interested in that and you missed it, you can always go back and check it out. Um, In that episode, we talked about some of the attributes, uh, some of the qualities of courageous people. Uh, For example, you know, uh, being willing to take a risk. That's that's courageous, right? Uh, We also looked at the definition of courage. Uh, We talked about um, courage, how courage is required for recovery. 
and a reminder about the importance of being in recovery. And this is general recovery. You could even say that anyone who is human, uh, because of our imperfections, uh, because of our needs to overcome sin and unhealthy behaviors in our lives, that uh, we may all really, as humans, need to be in some recovery from those things. Uh, And Jesus has paved the way for that. Uh, for us, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, So let's take a look uh, at the topic is um, daily silence, prayer, and meditation. And um, I I thought about this topic because of the 12-step program, which makes it really uh, significant and important. So step 11 of the 12 steps, so this is uh, as as, uh, people work through the 12 steps, they work them step by step. Uh, laying a lot of good foundational groundwork, and toward the end of the 12 steps comes step 11. Uh, And it reads like this, sought through prayer and meditation to help our conscious contact, to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Uh, This comes from uh, the 12 steps from the big book. Um, And through the 12 steps, especially in the first three steps, uh, we, we really challenge ourselves. Uh, we try to come up uh, with a better view of who God is by studying his word and, um, and, and exploring any issues, complaints that we may have with God. Sometimes we blame God for our problems. Uh, sometimes we, we think we've been cursed by God because we have these difficulties. So Uh, the beginning work of the 12 steps, sometimes it has to do with sorting out our view of God, coming to a better uh, place uh, to see God as loving, merciful, and supportive, and and that God desires our recovery. God desires our healing um, and our our change, our our deep transformation, our deep conversion of heart, that God hopes for these things, and he'll assist us in these things. Um, and, And so, if, if we have a good, uh, v- healthy view of God, then uh, this step 11 really comes into focus for us uh, by maintaining our conscious contact daily with God, even throughout the day, uh, through prayer and meditation. And, and I, I would say silence uh, also is important. Um, in the uh, big book, uh, the 12 steps, uh, come from AA, the big book of AA. Um, it talks about uh, prayer a little bit. So let me just uh, share with you some of the things that the big book, uh, written almost 100 years ago, uh, uh, advises about prayer for those in recovery. Uh, one thing they suggest is to reflect and constructively review daily um, how we did. So did I slip up? Did I lose my temper? Uh, did I tell some lies to somebody? Um, how how do I did I do that? And uh, Catholics, uh, we recognize this as, as an evening examination of conscience. Um, it's no accident that the big book uh, mentions this because uh, some of the developers of the 12-step program were heavily influenced by St. Ignatius of Loyola. Uh, St. Ignatius, in fact, um, suggested for uh, the, the Jesuits um, to make uh, a, a daily examine twice a day, uh, once at lunch, once in the evening. So it's almost like dividing the day up in two 
a true review. How am I doing? So at lunchtime, uh, how how did I do in the morning? Did I uh, lead a good uh, a good constructive morning uh, routine? Did I get angry, rush hour traffic on and drive carelessly on the way to work? Things like that. Um, so this constructive daily review, um, not to bash ourselves, not to get down on ourselves, but to say, yep, I need to work on that. I need to need to make more progress in my driving so that I'm uh, driving in a way that's uh, healthy, that's safe, that respects other people and so forth. So um, the second thing that the big book suggests on um, prayer is Upon awakening, give God thanks and think of today only. And, and a simple prayer might be, God, help me uh, receive the graces that you would give me today uh, to make it through this day, to avoid sin, to overcome char my character defects, dishonesty and laziness and whatever they may be, to ask God to help us to overcome those things just today uh, with with his help and and so we just simply, upon awakening, give thanks and ask for that simple gift. Um, the the big book says about prayer: ask God for inspiration for for that day, um, throughout that day. If if we're not sure how we should be directing ourselves, uh, to ask God to guide us, to give us his to share his wisdom with us, um, to ask for freedom from self will. Um, to ask no requests for our own self unless it would benefit others. Um, so, for example, um, you know, uh, Lord, help me to let go of my anger. If I just stopped there, then that got, could even be potentially selfish, even though that would be a wonderful good thing. Um, but but the, 12, uh, the big book, the 12-step program suggests, Lord, help me to let go of my anger so that I can be more loving toward others, so that I can serve them better, um, so that I can uh, have better relationships. And so that that takes it away from being um, less selfish. That 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 this uh, this thing that I'm praying for would help benefit others. Ask for freedom from self-will. Lord, help me to live my life today according to what you would have me do, according to what it makes sense uh, in in your teachings, not not for my uh, greed or for my pride or anything that has to do with just me. Um, sometimes during the day, we're not sure what we should do next. And so we can, uh, and sometimes we have temptations, right? So sometimes we can ask God uh, to help us know the next right thought or action. Uh, help, help me, Lord, to do the next right thing. Um, it's a good prayer. It can be used throughout the day. Uh, suggested by uh, the big book. Um, also, the big book suggests that uh, we humbly remind ourselves during the day, Lord, your will be done, not mine. Um, very important. Finally, they say uh, uh, that we should be active, we should take action, we should do our diligence in terms of serving others, being productive at work, and so forth. Um, and, and to spread the good news of uh, Jesus would be would be something that we do as Christians, for example. Um, so taking action, loving others, serving them, ministering to them. Uh, the big book says faith without works is dead. That comes from uh, the New Testament. Um, as we begin to talk about uh, silence and the noise of the world, 
uh, we could consider uh, the wonderful story in the fourth chapter of John of Christ and the Samaritan woman at the well. I'm just very quickly paraphrasing. Um, Jesus is taking a break uh, near Jacob's well. Um, the woman comes up to draw water in the middle of the day. Jesus is tired. And so they begin having this wonderful conversation that we read about in the Gospel of John. Um, they start talking about water. He says, can I have a drink and so forth. And um, and Jesus starts talking with her about living water, life-giving water, um, water that truly, completely satisfies so that you're never thirsty again. She's very curious about this, and, and she says, well, you know, I'd like to have some of that water, please. <laughs> uh, can you give me some of that water so that I, I would be never be thirsty again, that I would be completely satisfied, that I don't have to keep coming back for more? Um, and so Jesus is, is talking about uh, the living water, the water that comes from God, uh, the water that truly satisfies, that's really not of the things of this world, the things that we're addicted to, the things that we're too attached to, like technology, things that make a lot of noise in this world, like our cell phones, uh, our cell phones, technology, news media, social media, all these things create so much noise for us. Um, and it takes us out of uh, out of our connection with God, out of our connection with our own self, and out of connection with others. I hear all the time in my office um, families, couples saying, I can't connect with this person in my family uh, because they're so connected to their cell phone. I can't get I can't I can't uh, have a conversation with them. They have so much distraction. So this is our current reality. We live in a world full of distractions, lots of noise in this world. Some of this noise is external, like I'm saying, coming from outside of us. Uh, but some of this noise is internal chatter, internal noise, stuff that's rolling around in our head, uh, that, that's uh, filling up our head with all kind of distractions and preoccupations. Um, what are some of of the distractions that we could think about that. What are some of these distractions that we have in our world? Uh, what, what they take away our peace, what purpose do they serve? So if I'm um, addicted to a video game, what purpose is that serving? Um, if I am preoccupied with news media, what purpose is that serving? And what are the things that I would like to do that I don't have time for because of these unhealthy attachments, these things that I need to break free from that are creating noise in, in my world and they're taking away my peace. Um, one of one of my uh, mentors from graduate school, Dr. David Benner, a Canadian psychologist, um, he, he talks about um, being present. And if, if we're so filled with noise, if we're so filled with distractions inside external and internal distractions, uh, presence becomes very difficult and then encounter uh, becomes very difficult. So uh, he, he says this, uh, this interesting quote, the most vital and significant moments in life are moments of encounter. Presence makes encounter possible. It also makes life meaningful. Uh, when Jesus and this woman at the well, Samaritan woman at the well, they had this uh, exchange. Um, he was fully present to her uh, she had an encounter with Jesus. Um, it was life-changing for her. Uh, it brought meaning to her life. 
of the search for meaning is really a search for presence. Only in presence can we encounter anyone or anything. A wonderful quote from Dr. Benner. So what would happen if we chose to become more present, if we cleared away the noise of the world? Um, you know, what is this presence? What, it, what, is, uh, what does it mean to you? Um, who, who in your life is present to you? And who, um, who are you able to be present to in your life? Think, think of the encounters that you have. How, um, how is being present different from being absent? Are there ways in which you are absent from others around you? Are you ways, do you have so much noise in your life that you're absent from yourself? Um, what are some of the benefits? Consider some of the benefits to being present and having encounters. There are spiritual benefits, psychological benefits, um, and a deeper a possibility of a deeper relationship with God, self, and others. So where can we start um, if we're going to try to work on these things? First of all, always is to remember uh, that, that awareness is the beginning of the solution for many things, just being aware of the problem, acknowledging the problem, and then to form a plan. Um, so uh, one of the primary things we're talking about silence, prayer, meditation, uh, is to be reminded of the first commandment, which is uh, God, you are God. There is no, no other God besides you. There, I should put no gods in front of you. You should be the primary concern of my life, the first commandment. Um, second is to get, try to get comfortable without the constant bombardment of technology. If you're always used to having the talk show on the radio when you're driving to work, maybe shut it off a few times and just drive to work in silence. Um, if you're used to having the TV on at your house 24 seven, um, try a couple days with no TV and just enjoy the silence of the house as much as as much as there may be. Um, and you can even think, you know, we talk about fasting from food, like having a fast during Lent or fasting uh, in, in uh, Advent sometimes. Uh, we could also choose to have a fast from technology. Maybe maybe I'll go on a fast with no technology for a whole day, see what that's like. Um, as, as we clear out the noise, we may work on becoming more comfortable with ourselves. And sometimes we allow all this noise in our world, all this activity, this busyness, because we're really, we're really not comfortable with ourselves because we don't want to encounter ourselves. Um, and we're trying to escape from ourselves, which of course we can't really do. You can't run from your shadow. Um, uh, so we may realize that uh, as we let go of this noise, create more silence, we're challenged to become more accepting and comfortable with ourselves. Um, to be mindful, to avoid multitasking, staying in the moment, not staying in the past, not staying in the future, <clears throat> but trying to be present uh, to what's going on today in front of me right now. Um, another thing that we can do is we can practice listening. Instead of talking all the time, we might just listen to someone, asking them how they're doing. This helps us to develop a, a virtue of compassion and patience, uh, other good virtues like this, selflessness, uh, by practicing listening, becoming really good at listening. 
um, another way that we can begin to be uh, uh, more present is to take time to become aware of nature and God's created world around us. Uh, so maybe uh, being, you know, looking outdoors, being outdoors, um, enjoying what's going on around us in the natural world. Sometimes if we're in the big city, we have to uh, maybe take a day trip and go out someplace where we can find a park. <clears throat> this helps us to, uh, to pray, to be silent, uh, to meditate sometimes uh, in the natural world. Uh, we could reflect on the encounter with God. Um, Catholics go to adoration, uh, which is the exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, which we believe is the real presence of Jesus, uh, to sit with him in silence uh, and to reflect on uh, his encounter with us. Uh, we can practice being in awe of things, being fully present uh, to anything that's happening around us, like children. Jesus uh, said, uh, be like a child, uh, be simple and uh, have that, that natural ability of awe and wonder. Um, if you're looking on the YouTube screen, you see the photograph of this child who's looking at uh, sap coming out of a pine tree. If you if you live in Houston or in East Texas, there's plenty of huge pine trees, and uh, sometimes they will leak sap out. Uh, and it's kind of interesting, especially to children. Uh, this happens to be the child of one of our counselors. Uh, his wife, they were out for a walk, and... and uh, he was just so intrigued, so in awe and full of wonder about this sap coming out of a tree. Uh, really just a, a wonderful uh, way of reminding us big people, us adults, uh, that we need to be like children and have this awe and wonder about what's around us. This is, this is the, the foundation, the groundwork for being able to be silent, uh, for our prayer, for our ability to meditate and connect with God. Um, as adults, it's good for us to be able to model healthy behavior for kids in this way. Um, kids won't be silent and still if, if we as adults can't be silent and still. So we can model it for them and teach them um, how to do it. Now, kids may have a hard time when they're young being still, um, but they can, do, uh, they can do this. They can learn to even meditate and pray for small periods of time. Uh, little by little, it's part of their uh, development if we teach them how to do this. Um, if we find that we're too attached to something, if we find that, uh, that that there's this noise or these distractions, then we can work on letting them go little by little uh, so that we have a, a better ability to be present, to encounter, uh, to, to be comfortable with silence and prayer and meditation. Um, Cardinal Sarah uh, wrote this wonderful book a few years ago, Power of Silence. I highly recommend it. I'll have a, a reference to it at the end. Um, Cardinal Sarah says this in his excellent book. I, I really can't recommend it enough. He says, silence is difficult, but it makes man able to allow himself to be led by God. Silence is born of silence. Through God, the silent one we can gain access to silence. And man is unceasingly surprised by the light that bursts forth then. Silence is more important than any other human work, for it expresses God. 
The true revolution comes from silence. It leads us toward God and others so as to place ourselves humbly and generously at their service. Um, you might even consider um, that our world is becoming so noisy, so full of technology and distractions um, because of the attack of our enemy. All this noise, all these distractions, preoccupations, fears, anger, all these things take us farther away from God. And so you could say maybe that's some of the strategy of the enemy is to fill us up with all this noise. Uh, Cardinal Sarah's beautiful book um, challenges us to move away from that and back to God through silence. It's just brilliant. Um, let's continue. Um, so how can we work on, on um, uh, meditation? Well, let's create some space and time. Um, in, in order to find uh, meditation, we have to make room for it in our lives. Um, sometimes it's difficult to find some space and time, but if we make it a high priority, we can get into the good habit of it. Um, if we're going to set out to have some silent prayer meditation, uh, we may choose to have a focus. So uh, we may have an object to perhaps sit in front of the crucifix or uh, the Blessed Sacrament in adoration. Um, uh, we may meditate on a painting that's in front of us. Uh, we can find an object, maybe a candle. Uh, another focus for us is to have a vision. So um, I could visualize um, Jesus encountering the woman at the well. Um, I, could, I could have a vision of that in my head and I could meditate on that encounter with that vision. Um, I could visualize a peaceful uh, time at the beach. Uh, I can remember what it felt like to walk on the sand, to have the, the waves uh, brush over my feet as I walked uh, on the shore, uh, the sound of the seagulls, uh, the heat from the sun, uh, the smell of the salt in the air. Um, I could put, place myself in this vision uh, as part of my silent prayer and meditation. Um, I may have a topic uh, like a scripture passage. And so um, one of the wonderful ways of silent prayer and meditation is Lexio Divina goes back centuries and centuries. Uh, it, came, it came from the practice of uh, the monasteries, I believe. Uh, Lexio Divina is a specific way of meditating and praying with scripture in silence. Um, and so that could be our topic. Um, I'll give you a reference for uh, learning more about Lexio Divina at the end. Um, we can have a topic like uh, patience, you know, have a meditation on patience, uh, a, a topic on humility, you know, meditate on humility. Um, and then we could also uh, pray by repeating a, a brief phrase sentence uh, in a form of a chant. Um, I, I received a, a couple of years ago this um great list of indulgence prayers. It came from uh, the radio station, Guadalupe Radio Network. They sent it to me, maybe because I'm a donor. Um, but it has uh, all this, this great list of these indulgence prayers that can be a focus of, of chanting, of, of, of reciting during meditation. So the idea is that you would choose one of these and uh, gently repeat it to yourself as you silently pray and meditate. So um, 
uh, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, is one of those. Uh, oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Um, uh, here's another one, sacred heart of Jesus, protect our families. You just say that over and over, sacred heart of Jesus, protect our families. Uh, here's another one. Um, uh, Mother of mercy, pray for us. Mother of mercy, pray for us. Uh, and the idea is that you would repeat these things over and over, um, taking time to focus on them, let them sink in, let them be the focus of our thought and our heart. Um, and whether we're focusing on an object, a vision, a, a topic, or a chant, uh, we, we stay with it as we're in meditation. Anytime we drift away, we simply come back. So part of meditation is keeping the body still, uh, calming our breathing. Um, anytime we're distracted, it's just natural for our mind to wander. Anytime we recognize that, we come back. Uh, we'll bring ourselves back and uh, gent gently uh, resume our focus on our prayer. Um, this takes practice. If you're not used to it, uh, it may be difficult at first, but keep trying. Uh, practice uh, will help you to become better at silent prayer and meditation. It's a, it's a powerful way of connecting with God, uh, with ourselves, and, and then prepares us to be present to others as well. Um, so here's the references that I mentioned. Um, Dr. David Benner's book in 2010, um, Opening to God uh, is the name of the book, and it's, it's about Lexio Divina and life as prayer. So Dr. Dr. Benner explains Lexio Divina, how to do it, talks about uh, how to live of our lives uh, well connected with prayer. Uh, Dr. Benner had another book in 2014, Presence and Encounter, excellent book, uh, The Sacramental Possibilities of Everyday Life. Really a book on being present uh, and, and having better encounters with God, self, and other. Really wonderful idea. Um, a classic uh, book was, was recently translated um, uh, Saint Marie Ami de Jesus, uh, Carmelite nun. Um, her her book was published in 2012. I think it's from the 19th century, maybe, um, but it's called 12 Degrees of Silence. Uh, and this book was uh, reviewed. Uh, uh, Father Mark Goring of the Companions of the Cross, in his YouTube video channel, he reviewed the 12 Degrees of Silence one by one couple of years ago. So if you go on YouTube, you search up Father Mark Goring, G-O-R-I-N-G, um, and you, and you uh, put degrees of silence in the search with that on YouTube, you should be able to find his uh, really good series that talks about this book uh, from the Carmelite uh, nun. Um, and then I mentioned Cardinal Sarah's book uh, from 2017, The Power of Silence Against the Dictatorship of Noise. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this brief discussion about the importance of daily prayer, silence, uh, and meditation in our recovery. Um, we, we probably can't make much progress in any deep transformation recovery if we're not spending some time in silence, prayer, and meditation. It needs to be one of the important priorities in any recovery program. Um, we can learn it little by little. Um, I want to also point out other resources on the Gracias uh, Plano website. 
graziaplanacounseling.org uh, slash resources. Um, you can find a list of uh, other resources, especially uh, good resources for people that are working on uh, chastity issues, but there's other things as well uh, on that website. So I hope you'll check that out too. Um, we always close with our prayer, St. Michael the Archangel. We just celebrated the Archangel's Feast Day this week. Um, and so let us pray again in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who roam throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, next meeting, uh, the topic will be reaching out to others. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this topic. Um, the other topics that we cover, uh, if you do, if you would like to share them with other the video, other people that you know, videos, podcasts with your friends, uh, please, you're welcome to do that. Also, you can subscribe to these podcasts or the video, the YouTube video channel, um, so you won't miss the episodes. Um, here it is uh, Saturday morning when I'm recording this. Usually I try to get these out Thursday evening. Uh, some weeks are busy and, and uh, get delayed, but um, usually we try to get them out in time for the weekend. Uh, but if you're subscribing, then you'll know when they come out. Uh, and then finally, uh, at the very end, we mentioned Grazia Plena is a 501c3 nonprofit charity. Uh, we provide mental and spiritual health services to the community in person at five offices around the Houston area or by video for people all across Texas. Some people coming to us from Brenham and other places in Texas. Uh, we're happy to connect with you by video telehealth. Um, and if you want to support our work, uh, we, we only survive because of donations and grants and, and uh, funds. The, the monies that we collect from our uh, service fees don't meet our expenses, and so we survive because of donations. Um, this video series is free. You don't, you don't have to make a donation, uh, but if you would like to chip in and help Grazia Plena and the people that we serve, uh, we'd be happy to have you do that on the website. If you go to graziaplanacounseling.org, at the top of the page in the blue banner, there's a button for donate. Um, we're happy to have you join us and be part of what we're doing. So thank you. God bless you. Have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll catch up with you next time. Bye now.